0: Beloved congregation of the Lord Jesus Christ, the resurrection of Christ probably forms the most important event in all of salvation history. See, the very moment, in fact, the very second that Christ was raised from the dead meant salvation had been accomplished. In that moment, death had been conquered. Forgiveness and justification had been secured for us. And our own resurrection from the dead became guaranteed in that moment when Christ was raised. And yet, even though all those things were true at the very moment Christ arose, something else needed to happen. The Lord Jesus needed to appear to his disciples See, these men, who had followed the Lord Jesus during his life, who were about to serve as apostles to the world, needed to see the resurrected Christ. In Acts chapter 1, when the disciples were, were replacing Judas, Peter makes this crystal clear. He said, One of the men who have accompanied us during all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us must become with us a witness to his resurrection. So the apostles needed to see the living Lord Jesus. This needed to to happen because the faith of the church is built upon the testimony of the apostles, the ones that Christ sent out. You see, time and time again they went out and they proclaimed Jesus of Nazareth was crucified, but he was raised again from the dead. We have seen him with our own eyes. We are not lying to you. In fact, it's absurd to think that we would suffer like this for something we knew was a lie or just a story we made up. Why do you think we're willing to be beaten, persecuted, imprisoned, and even killed for this message. It's because we know without a doubt, we testify with all of our heart, that Christ has been raised from the dead. And not only that, but here is why the resurrection of the Christ is good news for you. That's what they proclaim. And so, as our Lord Jesus appears to his disciples here in our text, He's he's preparing them for their future work. And notice how the Lord Jesus greets them. Really beautiful what he says. The disciples were huddled together here in this house out of fear for the Jews. They locked the doors. And then, at that moment in that evening, on that evening, Christ stood among them and he said to them, Peace be with you. And what wonderful words for them to hear. Think about what just happened. Christ had just suffered an excruciating and humiliating death at the hands of his enemies, and all the disciples' hopes for their Lord Jesus had been destroyed in that moment, or so they thought. And not only that, but they themselves were probably strapped with uh, loads of guilt. After all, they had all abandoned the Lord Jesus at his arrest. And yet here, Christ is alive again. And he proclaims words of peace, of rest, of love, of shalom as The Bible sometimes will call it. Yes, their master was crucified. It was terrible, but now they know. They're assured. He's alive again. And this also brought with it the forgiveness of their sins. You know, that's really comforting to know. You know, do you ever wonder or doubt the forgiveness of your sins? Well, think of these disciples. They were clearly sinners too, weak men who stumbled in their way. They had abandoned Christ in his hour of need, and yet here Christ comes to them, appears to them, and proclaims words of peace. And that's his mercy on display. That's his compassion. That's a compassion our Savior still has. And notice how Christ repeats this message for emphasis, showing them his hands and his feet. It really was the same Jesus who had been crucified, who was standing there again, and he spoke these words once more, peace be with you. And the disciples, they have now seen the Lord, and they rejoice, and they believe And this also qualifies them to serve as apostles of Christ. And so as our Lord appears to them, he immediately also sends them out into the world. The way he's granting them uh, their commission right now in this moment. As he says here, As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you, the Lord Jesus says. And here's where we should ask. Well, why did the Father send his Son into the world? Well, there are many reasons, but the answer John's gospel gives us primarily is the Father sent his Son into the world for the world's salvation. Think only of that famous chapter John 3, Here's verse 17, God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. And so now, just as the Father sent his Son into the world, so the Son sends the apostles into the world. And for what purpose? Well, they will bring the message of salvation through Christ to a world that's perishing without Jesus Christ. Make no mistake, the world is perishing without Jesus as Savior. It's perishing because of sin, because of human sin and rebellion against God. And without the forgiveness of sins, people will perish forever. It's just the plain reality that humans are in. And so they need a Savior, they need the forgiveness of sins, and they need to hear about the message of forgiveness through Jesus Christ. And That's why Christ gives the apostles the message he does here in our text. He says right at the end, If you forgive anyone their sins, they are forgiven. And if you withhold forgiveness, it is withheld. And this is the message that has been going out into the world since this very time here in our text. Since the time of the apostles. That message, that there is forgiveness of your sins in and through person and work of Jesus Christ. And you need him. Because apart from the saving work of Jesus Christ, you too would perish forever. But through faith in the resurrected Savior, through faith in his blood, faith in his resurrection, your sins are indeed forgiven. And you have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, the same proclamation of peace that Christ gives his disciples, he gives to us as well through, through his work. Peace be with you. As the scriptures say, through him we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. See, this is the message that has gone out since the time of the apostles. We can see it in Scripture. We can see it just by studying church history. And that message has reached us. So that calls all of us to believe in Jesus Christ. Your sins are forgiven through faith in this resurrected Savior. So receive Him. Embrace Him believe in him be at peace and the reason why this message has continued to go out into the world since the time of the apostles also reaching us here in Winnipeg is that the resurrected Christ equipped his apostles to bring this message that's why this message has been able to reach us, so many thousands of kilometers away from where Jesus first proclaimed these words to the disciples. You see it in verse 22. The Lord Jesus breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Yes, it's true, the Holy Spirit will not be fully pulled out or poured out until the day of Pentecost. The Lord Jesus shows, though, through this act, that the Holy Spirit will come through him, through his person. And on the day of Pentecost, he will pour out the Holy Spirit from his own person to equip the apostles for this work, to bring this message. And the Holy Spirit, first of all, made the message of the apostles effective in the hearts of those who heard. That's why the church could grow after the day of Pentecost. We see that right away in Acts 2. The apostle Peter preached his Christ-centered sermon and ended with these words, let all Israel know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. And then it says, when the people heard this, they were cut to the heart. The Holy Spirit penetrated into the very depths of their being with the message of Christ. And that's so often what didn't happen in the Old Testament times. Israel so often hardened their hearts, but the Holy Spirit by His power cuts right through that hardness and just brings it into the center of their being. And convicted of their sin by the power of the Spirit They also turned to Jesus Christ for salvation and forgiveness. And so the church grew. And the Holy Spirit not only made the message effective, but he also emboldened the apostles for their work. See, the the power of the Holy Spirit turned these once-frightened disciples, who in this text are locked in this house for fear of the Jews, He made these once frightened disciples who had abandoned Christ in his hour of need into bold preachers of the gospel who willingly suffered for the faith. That was the Holy Spirit's power to them. And the Holy Spirit continues to empower his church today. And he can also empower you. Are you scared to speak about the Lord Jesus to others? Ask the Holy Spirit to empower you despite your fear. Don't think you have gifts to build up the body of Christ? Ask the resurrected Christ to equip you with the Spirit and get to work. You see, Christ Jesus still equips his church today. And he equips his church that this good news of salvation might reach the ends of the earth. Amen.